Hello, and uh, welcome to another episode of Citizen Hank, a King of the Hill discussion podcast. For for this episode, I'm joined by a new friend, uh, my friend Destin. How are you doing today? I'm I'm doing super good. If if you're if you're confused listening, if this is the first one you dropped into for whatever reason, because uh, this first set of episodes is going to be like bulk dropped, so. Uh, all 12 episodes covering the first 12 episodes of season one are going to be available through all your podcast uh, services. Um, they're having a, a new guest uh, every week or so. But uh, to start off, I, I gotta gotta ask how I started off with everyone else. Um, what what was your experience with King of the Hill growing up exactly? Yeah, so for me, I think I discovered it on Adult Swim at younger age i'm 22 right now i think i believe i believe i started watching when i was probably too young to understand a lot of it so probably like because <laughs> i remember adult swim having um peewee's playhouse on at night yeah. and as a fifth grader i want to say maybe yeah fifth grader so what are you like <laughs> 10 years old i remember just being fascinated with uh peewee's playhouse <laughs> i have a strong uh jim henson background i love that's those styles of shows, and so Pee Wee's Playhouse was attractive, even though I was discovering <laughs> it way later after it was recorded. But um, so then, when I started watching Pee Wee's Playhouse, I started watching Family Guy, that was recorded as on Adult Swim, as well as King of the Hill, and uh, I watched Adult Swim quite frequently till maybe age fifteen, and then dropped it. And then I would say that's when I kind of stopped watching King of the Hill. As well, until Jory was like, hey, do you, do you want to watch King of the Hill? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's usually how it happens with people. It's always it's always fun to at, find out from people, because, like, like, for myself, I've mentioned before, but uh, picked up when it was on syndication in on Adult Swim, and that's what saved a lot of shows, like Family Guy and stuff. It's, uh, I, I do have distinct memories of it, and when I was, like, way younger... And I don't know about you, but I, I don't know if there's any way the show could ever be appealing to, like, a seven-year-old. <laughs> yeah. It just has that aura of, like, a dad show. Yeah, it definitely does. I remember going over, at, before I started watching it on my own time at 10, 10 years old, but I remember before that seeing it on the TV at, at somebody else's dad's house, and they were watching it, actually drinking beer. In like an old like <laughs> rocking chair, I don't know, a weird memory. I couldn't even tell you who this was, but I remember just seeing that and being like, "Wow, this guy likes that show," and I can tell like it's that kind of show. <laughs> but going later, I think even as a ten-year-old watching and enjoying it, I think I enjoyed it more as an animation standpoint, more than yeah. understanding kind of the philosophy and uh, the deeper meanings of the show. Cause now revisiting it, it's so intelligent, which is mind blowing to me. It's wild. And, uh, th- this, this first one we're t- I'm talking about here with Dustin is, uh, season one, episode six, Hank's unmentionable problem, which <laughs> is, and I think this kind of solidifies it as like a dad type <laughs> show is the whole episode is about a middle-aged man who's constipated. Like that's, the entire episode is <laughs> him <laughs> dealing with being constipated. And being ashamed of it. 
I mean, yeah. a, a, a manly Texan man with, with constipation problems. Nobody should know about this. This is my own business. And the, the, <laughs> yeah, and the, the, a lot of the comedy comes from him, like, <laughs> um... <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, I I have the I have the Wikipedia the King of the Hill like fandom wiki page up and the picture of the corner it just says <laughs> Hank Hill trying to take a shit <laughs> with his head down. In of, shame, <laughs> so much shame in this episode. Yeah, and like a lot of the comedy in it is like his Texan pride not allowing him to eat anything but steak. Because that's that's what's causing the whole problem is that he he just eats steak. But the, the episode starts off with a with a really good joke of Luann explaining how she failed her beauty school exam because she uh, she remembered the lather part but for but forgot and failed rinse and repeat because repeat also includes his rinse. <laughs> <laughs> throughout this episode though it's it's strange like how i i can't relate to a texas man or i'm not familiar with people in texas but i don't i don't know if i've ever seen someone be uptight about their their health issues but i guess i guess because <laughs> it it's dealing specifically with constipation and that's something that's supposed to be kept very private and Hank is already an incredibly private man. That's bringing something like this is uh, into it is um making him embarrassed. And then the fact that everyone else is so nonchalant about it is what's making him uncomfortable even more. <laughs> yeah, I mean Peggy just throwing rumors around the the neighborhood and seeing him get so uptight about her just telling people. Yeah, in itself. And everyone just, uh, it's, it's fun because everyone, he's the only one really treating it like it's something to be ashamed of and like, it's, uh, it's something you don't need to talk about. Well, everyone else is openly giving Hank advice on what to do. Yeah. And it's not even just with the neighbors and other people from the town, but he doesn't want, he doesn't want Peggy to know. He doesn't even want Bobby to know. Yeah. He's ashamed of his own family knowing about his <laughs> constipation issues. And Peggy just is just so concerned that she's taking notes like every every second and minute about if Hank is going to the bathroom or not. I mean, when, <laughs> when they finally go to the doctor, he asks, you know, how long has it been? And before Hank can even say anything, Peggy's like, five days. Bam, there <laughs> yeah. it is. She's like, overall, she's trying to. She's like trying to figure out things to do for him. Like she tries to give him a Megamucil, is what she calls it, <laughs> but, which is obviously supposed to be Metamucil. And I like, I like her trying to uh, drug him with <laughs> laxatives, with chocolate laxative on his ice cream, and Bobby just doesn't know what it is. Like he's he, he's sad that he doesn't get to try any of it because it's for for Hank. And then when he's eating the ice cream, he gets excited when Hank offers him some, and he casually brings up that it's laxative because he doesn't know what laxative is. 
And just in a quick, really good gag, when Hank gets up and is disgusted with that happening, Bobby gets like another giant spoonful and starts eating it. <laughs> I, I love how he just instantly gets upset and says, you're trying to drug me? Like, this, <laughs> this is going too far. And I think he says this is going too far to Peggy multiple yeah. times throughout the throughout the episodes <laughs> so then it becomes okay what is going too far <laughs> um i also want to yeah. point out that that ice the bowl of ice cream at first i knew it was chocolate sauce so i assumed it was ice cream but looking at the animation there i was like is that is that potato is that cauliflower they did not remind me of <laughs> ice cream whatsoever that's <laughs> yeah it does look really weird like you Usually with an animation, you get the, those light, nice, like, mm-hmm. perfect round top scoops with, like, the fluffy <laughs> uh, cloud bottom that, you know, you recognize as scoops of ice cream, <laughs> but it just kind of looks like a mess. <laughs> yeah, and I'd also like to point out that if you're constipated, you probably shouldn't be eating dairy. So it's funny that in, in Peggy's attempt to drug <laughs> Hank, she gives him ice cream with laxatives. I didn't, I didn't even register that. That is really funny. Yeah, that's not <laughs> <laughs> what you should be giving him. <laughs> oh. I I, uh, I liked to what they were later when they went to the buffet. Oh, my and goodness. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he just lists like seven different things of steak that he wants, like a New York strip, <laughs> steak fingers, uh, just of like different steak. And she's like, come on, Hank. Hank, at least have a vegetable. Is vegetables macaroni and cheese? Ah, uh, fine. I'll take the mac and cheese as my one vegetable. <laughs> and, and then that's it. it. It's it's hilarious because it cuts right to the next scene. It doesn't it doesn't have Peggy saying, "Wait a second, that's that's not a that's not a vegetable, Hank." It's yeah. it's allowed. And also mac and cheese. <laughs> More. Dairy. Yeah, I want to know what uh in in what world uh a professional weather girl thinks it's appropriate to talk about her neighbor's constipation on TV. <laughs> Wait, she didn't talk about it on TV, did she? N- well, yeah, Nancy said like said it really quickly on TV. Oh, <laughs> all right, yeah, I I definitely missed that then. That's hilarious. <laughs> it was a quick thing. I, H- Hank is like pretty resistant of going to the doctor throughout the whole thing because it's, it's, he's full of shame about it. And then because Peggy has like a nightmare that he died from <laughs> being constipated. <laughs> the nightmare was the best part of this episode, to be honest. <laughs> I don't know where to start with this. It's, it's incredible. Uh, <laughs> It's it it's um this is actually a a really neat thing that to, to bring up with the fact that um you mentioned like appreciating it for it's like an animation style thing because like in the dream sequence where <laughs> all of his friends are carrying his casket and I'm not sure if you noticed but his dad Cotton Hill is in the yeah. back and he's not even carrying it he's being carried <laughs> because he's so short he's exactly five <laughs> foot tall I found out. Yep, <laughs> and I'm sure all of Hank's friends are probably a good like five nine and above, and it's so yeah. funny because it seems like Cotton Hill is 
carrying at first, and then it shows the back of the <laughs> casket, and he's actually just hanging on. Exactly. And I also... Yeah, at least all of them, except for Dale, have to be pretty tall, because they all played football in high school. Very Texas thing. <laughs> and it's just, it's incredibly funny. And when they have the casket open with Hank, he has the, like, death makeup on, where he has the bright <laughs> white face, like the bright pink lips and nose and ears... As everyone's like crying, uh, Boom Howard like do it. It's it's funny with Boom Howard too because people are hard to understand when they're like sobbing, but he's already like impossible to understand in the first <laughs> place. They they do they have a little nice touch to show like to add on that it's a dream sequence where the former Surgeon General that Peggy saw on TV earlier. Is there saying early detection is the key? <laughs> now hand in your math homework. <laughs> and then they they when once his coffin is lowered into the grave, his dad says, "So long, boy. See you in hell." And basically, the grave turns into a toilet, and you hear a flushing sound, and the tombstone goes right into the dirt. <laughs> So is technically then in the dream going to hell for for being constipated as well? Yeah. Oh my goodness. That that's that's how how much Peggy is worried about it. It's <laughs> like it, it's it's different from like the later seasons Peggy where she's just like overbearing and obnoxious and they don't really qualify it. This is uh this is nice because it like she is so it's not just she's being overbearing she is so uh, concerned about Hank she's having dreams where he dies and goes to hell because he 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 can't make a bowel movement. <laughs> and what I also love about Peggy in this episode and it kind of shadows it later on is the fact that she's almost having fun uh, being so into this problem of hanks because because of hank being constipated he's constantly having to stay inside and she's not letting him go and drink beers and eat burgers with with his friends and she's happy about it because she actually gets to spend time with with hank and not be alone by herself as usual It's it, they do uh, they do show it in like a fun way of like a c- children's cartoon or something where in an episode where a kid's sick and he's like sad that he's sick and he can't go play with his friends like that's kind of how they're portraying it with this like Dale c- comes comes over and is like hey Peggy can Hank help me out can Hank come <laughs> help us build build this or whatever and she's like I'm sorry boys but he's he's currently on his toilet time. Like, you, it's kind of like infantilizing Hank as well in the situation yeah. of how sick he is. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it's funny because Hank is, again, sitting on the toilet with his head down, listening to the conversation, and just just bummed, ashamed. And this is probably day three by this point <laughs> of his <Yeah>. constipation <laughs> issues. When when he goes to the do- when they go to the doctor for the uh, constipation, he hakes him too embarrassed to like fill tell 
the uh, attendee at the front desk at the uh, <laughs> doctor's office what's going on. And then he's he's talking to his, like, former third grade teacher is there. And yeah. <laughs> they're talking. And she's like, this is an old person, doctor. What are you doing here? <laughs> Just to make him, like, feel worse about his situation. And then the front desk lady is, like, yelling that she can't read what it is. So he, like, says, oh, I'm here for a knee injury and, like, hobbles over. <laughs> to, to, to let the front desk person know what's actually going on and, and to point um, out it was a knee injury playing football that he was telling his third grade teacher yeah as if the third grade teacher would be fascinated by the way hank you know was injured <laughs> <laughs> yeah all the stuff at the doctor's office is very weird because <laughs> <laughs> Like, he's a, the doctor's explaining, like, they're explaining to the doctor what's going on, and they put him on the table for, like, a colonoscopy type thing? Yeah, I couldn't pronounce the word, but yeah, it basically <laughs> is where they take a camera and they, you know, put it to search inside of you. <laughs> and, like, Hank's laying exposed on the table, and, um... <laughs> to to make to get Hank even more embarrassed about it, the doctor calls in a medical student to observe the situation. <laughs> <laughs> and I I like that the the doctor like is talking to Bobby about the machine that they're using and like lets Bobby play with it because it's it's like on a joystick like a video game and Bobby is like pushing it into Hank's face making, like <laughs> with it like waving around at his face and the TV <laughs> that shows the camera view is in the background and it's just still yeah. moving <laughs> and I'd also like to point out that where Hank is laying down and so his buttocks is facing like one of the walls where the door is so when Bobby comes in, like, opens the door, first thing Bobby sees is his dad laying down on the doctor's bed. <laughs> you, you can imagine the rest. <laughs> like, it, it's it's it goes both ways with this episode, actually, where it's Hank is kind of being ridiculous at how embarrassed he is. But at, at what it gets, like, the stuff at the doctor's office and, like, how Peggy is talking about him in public to people... It's it's very understandable that Hank why is overreacting. <laughs> yeah, like with like when when they have the camera just up in his butt, and they're like, Peggy's like, "Oh, I'm sore from sitting around here all month." And the doctor's like, "Oh, let's just let's take let's take a five minute break." And everyone else <laughs> like everyone gets up and starts like stretching while Hank has to lay there on the on the table <laughs> so like the, the issue is about his his diet like his uh the the doctor points out that his uh his diet isn't working which is because hank isn't actually doing it we saw him feed bran muffins to uh to the to ladybird uh, yeah to ladybird earlier in the episode and like anytime peggy tries making something for him he won't like they go to a health food store <laughs> But it's mostly just vegetarian, if not strictly vegan. Yeah. 
the uh, a nice joke of of them asking about not dogs and it's like are those hot dogs like no they're not dogs they're they're tofu <laughs> replacement hot dogs and hank gets gets mad that someone would suggest tofu like you want fofu it's tofu for the tofu intolerant <laughs> and hank asks <laughs> is there you guys serve any good tasting food and the guy at the counter <laughs> stutters he's like well um no <laughs> <laughs> it's so good like that's i i mean i uh I, I around the time I remember seeing this episode for the first time, my my mom was dating a guy who, like, volunteered at one of the local co-ops here, and that's that's just how I felt about half the food they made because <laughs> they made it with like re- replacement stuff or like whole grain noodles or something, and being twelve, being like eleven, twelve years old. I'm like this is this is weird. Why why would you cook with food like this? This all smells really bad. <laughs> so I I can relate to Hank in, in this situation. I also want um, to point out that, and this is more of an opinion, but there, when, when during that scene, what I notice is there's a, like a little flyer that says like bean burritos available or something. And when <laughs> Hank asks that question, like, is there anything good here? My mind seen that flyer and I was like, well, they have bean burritos that sounds that sounds delicious i love bean burritos but the that answer is no be a better option than the uh the faux foo yeah <laughs> and i'm sure hank if he were to buy the tofu or the faux foo he'd probably just take it home cook it and try to eat it just as that and i guess yeah, for those that he... don't know tofu is like you're supposed to cut it into usually very small pieces and scattered around your food it's just to add some some protein and supplement to your food it doesn't really taste yeah. like anything so just eating straight tofu would be absolutely not good in my opinion yeah i i didn't even consider that but yeah that's definitely how hank would do it is he would take he'd like <laughs> cut off a chunk of the tofu and like fry it up like a uh steak <laughs> like it's a hamburger and probably put oh. it in between a bun, take a bite, and be like, this is disgusting, and oh. throw it out. <laughs> My idea was he would he would fry it on the grill, put it on a plate, <laughs> bring it back in, grab steak seasoning, pour some on, take a bite, gets disgusted, grabs more steak seasoning, throws it on the tofu, <laughs> takes another bite, gets even more disgusted, and grabs like A1 sauce or something. <laughs> Before giving up, <laughs> dang nabbit. Uh, they they have like quick montages him trying other things like <laughs> tries the baking grease that Dale mentions earlier in the episode, and then they also uh, Luann suggests going to a moxibustion therapist. Oh, which... acupuncture. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he earlier Where... that was at the at the store. And she yeah. comes up with a flyer, and Hank says, if somebody ever tried to do that on me, I'd kick their ass. And so he goes and <laughs> yeah. tries it, and about maybe 5% into the process that he chose to do, he gets up, and he just kicks, literally throws his like foot and leg into this dude's bottom. <laughs> <laughs> So when and, uh, for 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 people watching or listening who who aren't sure what it is, 
the, uh, he gets acupuncture, but specifically what box combustion is, is where you get ac- acupuncture, and then they also set the needles on fire? Oh, okay. It, what, what it's, I, I know this because I've watched, like, stuff on how uh, alternative medicine is uh, dangerous, and sometimes does worse things than it's intended to. But the idea of moxibustion is that the fire is creating like a vacuum to like burn away and suck up all the bad energy and bad stuff out of you. Like and constipation. I, I don't see a a middle aged Texas man <laughs> ever going for that. <laughs> constipation equals bad energy. You heard it here first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the uh the the end of the episode is a is a nice like uh realization of what's happening with the situation is uh we've seen both times Hank just stuck on the toilet one where he's fallen asleep on the toilet <laughs> just trying to not be constipated anymore and like Peggy walks in and puts a blanket on him and stuff but the end is like Peggy talking with uh nancy and realizing oh all this all all the stuff and the reason why hank is sad is because i'm doing it to him because i'm worried about him i'm not letting him make those decisions (laughs) and (laughs) it's hank coming out of the bathroom like frustrated because he dropped his glasses in so peggy heard a noise which is that's concerning if she's waiting to like hear if he's done it (laughs) and (laughs) wasn't listening or anything <laughs> yeah and what uh she uh she she run she like talking to him about it he's like I'd, I'd rather die like eating burgers and drinking beer with my friends than sit around uh not being able to do anything and uh <laughs> just living life miserably and uh in in the middle of their heartfelt conversation of her understanding and them like in tears so it, it hits him <laughs> something fi- finally happens <laughs> maybe maybe it's because um peggy isn't like being overbearing about it so he's able to like relax and not be stressed out about it or it's just convinced just happy timing uh he runs back into the bathroom and it flushes and he jumps out of the bathroom like excited and they're like cheering and it's playing ode to joy as they're like excited because hank was finally able to poop (laughs) (laughs) it's amazing and i want to point out that bobby is in the bathroom brushing his teeth when it hits him and so he literally grabs bobby (laughs) and moves him out of the way yet we never seen bobby walk in there or anything but, yeah, that's, but he's in uh, there. That, I didn't even think about that's strange because the, the scene is Hank walking out of the bathroom and then he we don't see there's no way Bobby could get by without them walking without him like popping into frame, but then Bobby's all of a sudden is in there. <laughs> yeah. Also that ha- if that was the quickest poop I've ever seen on any sort of form of media television. <laughs> very, very quick. It's He goes in there, and literally two seconds later, it scans through everybody's reactions. It goes to Luann's face, to Peggy's face, to Bobby's face, and then there's a flush, and he comes out yeah. done. <laughs> Six days or whatever, maybe more. I guess it never gave us a total amount of days that they were waiting, but probably... 
I think it was like a week, or, it was like close to a week at least, um, a little bit more because before the time they went to the doctor, but because when they're at the doctor, he decide he said that if he can't do anything, we'll have to s- schedule surgery, and uh, be- because of it, um, it makes Hank nervous. Basically, from what it sounds like, they'd have to remove his colon, but I don't know if that's. I think that's being a little bit dramatic because I'm pretty sure you can get surgery just to like remove everything inside and they can sew it back up because I, I this is a, a little bit disgusting, but this is also an episode about a a man who's constipated. Um, I don't know if you remember it, the guy who was constipated like his whole life and then when he's nope. like, it was a man in China who just he he never did. So what he's like as an adult, he look like before he looks like he's pregnant, and then they like perform surgery and removed it. Wow! And I feel like he's probably uh, hopefully fine now. <laughs> it was like a couple years ago. I remember reading about it when I was living in the dorms. Still, so wow, that's amazing. <laughs> But yeah, basically um, seven or eight days for about a ten to fifteen second poop. <laughs> yeah, that's they they don't show anything of it like being a passage of time or anything. It almost feels instant. So we don't we don't even know if it was substantial enough to remedy his problems. <laughs> <laughs> very very true. <laughs> and to think that. The first part of this episode, Peggy could have probably just thrown some laxatives into into some steak sauce or something like that. Would have been fine. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Ah, uh, <laughs> what an episode. Um, do Do you have any uh other observations about this episode that we that we didn't cover that you want to bring up? Yeah, going back just a second, um, we were talking about how when. Um, when Hank's friends basically gave him advice, the advice he got from, oh, I'm, I'm forgetting the character name, but basically he said um, riding the lawnmower helps because of the, the the bumpiness of it. And He said, when I'm constipated, I just ride the lawnmower. And so it, it gives a clip when he's going through um, when he's going through all his friends' advice, it shows him out riding the lawnmower just in circles at, like, probably 9 or 10 p.m. at night. Yeah. And I, was it Bill? I think Bill. Yeah, it was Bill who gave that yeah, advice. Yeah, it was Bill. So that, that one was also one of my favorite moments. I was like, wow. It's, like, 10 p.m. Hank's just out riding a lawnmower trying to loosen things up. Yeah. <laughs> um... The last thing I want to bring up is what they're at the like, bit what what I imagine is like a Texas Roadhouse style restaurant, and everyone has steak, and he's sitting there with like a salad, and he <laughs> goes, he 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 goes to the bathroom, but the men's restroom is taken, so he has to go and sit. It Peggy makes him go and sit in the women's restroom, which is very uncomfortable for Hank because it sees him like panning over, looking around. There's like a cowgirl mural on the wall and what I think like it's probably making things worse for him too because he's uncomfortable he like looks over and sees like the tampon dispenser machine thing (laughs) 
<laughs> he feels he feels like very out of place and somewhat emasculated by the situation. Exactly. I think yeah, that's that's kind of what that's showing there is he's feeling emasculated by the whole situation that he can't he's forced to eat things like salad, he can't have steak, he can't go go do the man things with his friends like make burgers and drink beer. Exactly. <laughs> and all it adds to is his own shame that he creates in this in his head which adds to more un- uncom uncomfort oh geez i can't say anything today uncomfortability <laughs> in which makes it so he's constipated but the second that him and peggy talk and he's comfortable and he feels masculine yeah. again i guess everything becomes okay and he can go <laughs> yeah actually talking about this has made the episode make a little bit more sense instead of just Hank's constipated, and then he's not. And I, I want to, I kind of want to just be like, King of the Hill, everybody. Like, you, you watch an episode, and until the end, and you think about it, you're like, okay, this is why this this yeah. makes sense because it covers certain topics about, you know, everyday topics, I should say, in a more philosophical way. And when I say philosophical, I don't mean super, super intensive, but yeah king of the hills own little way of it's touching it's very topics. like um yeah it's it's very like personal about like instead of it a, a lot of things with sitcoms are usually just usually dealing with like political or economical or like social issues and stuff well a lot of the things shown in um king of the hill are like a familial like middle class family thing like inter like inside the family things instead of like outside like a regular sitcom episode would be like bobby goes to school and he gets in with a bad crowd and hank has to tell him that no those kids listening to the rap music or the heavy metal music those are hoodlums <laughs> and bobby you need to you need to focus on good values that aren't shown in those kinds of musics, but instead it's a, uh, it, it's it's a lot of like, f- the f- Hank working through his issues with, like expressing things with the family and people yeah. overstepping their boundaries within the family, like which is what Peggy's been doing for most of the episode. Yeah, very just one-on-one conversations is is what tells the story versus like certain actions or subtle yeah. <laughs> subtle things in the background never never matter too much yeah and uh uh but i i do want to point out that this this episode does have a payoff in a later episode um a couple it's in late season three um there's an episode where hank um goes t- gets an invite to an art gallery and then he finds out that an x-ray of his uh, engorged colon from uh, eating so much steak is up at an art gallery. And it's juxtaposed next to a picture of a starving, like, emaciated-looking Indian child. Um, India, not like John Redcorn, Native American Indian. I have to make that distinction for the people who aren't oh. from the same area that we're at. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and in that episode, the whole the thing the artist is trying to point out is that the American privilege of something, and 
it's it's fun it's always fun seeing hank get into situations with like artsy liberal types but we'll uh that's 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 for a much later episode but it is nice that like <laughs> it's something you don't see in animation or like syndicated tv shows even like regular sitcoms where something that happened two seasons before comes back for a payoff in a later season because <laughs> a lot of the stuff like they're going for like reruns and like not having to see the previous episode to see the next one yeah it's nice to get that like little extra care into their writing <laughs> yeah there's not like a ton of like episode or character development i should say but there's there's a lot of subtle things to like look for <laughs> this i think king of the hill could really be mapped out the same way that some of like the simpsons is yeah. in terms of like their little um easter eggs as as the series goes on it's it's one of those like nice little things too if uh, we don't we don't that's about uh this episode um do do you have do you have anything you'd like to plug here oh. now that we've reached the end Oh jeez. Um, in terms of an audience that might just be not big not even on... relate this, just just whatever you want to plug. That's part oh, of what man. I'm wanting to do here is you, let you... let my good good pals get exposure through something that's I I'm not I'm not even like saying it's I'm a big deal. I can get my friends exposure, but I like opening the dialogue with different people for the episodes and learning different lessons, and also letting other people get their stuff out there yeah um i wish my name wasn't complicated because i would just plug in my website because it's <laughs> it's where everything i do is at which is destinhuman.com uh but just go to my instagram which is d-e-s-t-y-n-h-x he's got a, a lot of uh, video projects and stuff that are really neat and cool to look at so uh and then uh if you uh if you want to, if you're familiar with me already, but you also want to follow me on more things, uh, my tour is at No I'm Jory. Uh, I have two other podcasts. One is We Are Watching One Piece, where I watch One Piece and talk about it with a friend who's caught up on all like 800 plus episodes. Um, we go by episode chunks at a time. And like, if you liked our discussion about King of Hill, it's very similar, but about the anime One Piece. I desperately want a clip of Hank Hill saying anime in my life that's like all i want is for <laughs> mike judge to have hank hill say anime um <laughs> i have my other podcast the casual wrestling fan podcast where it's a weekly uh show about wwe wrestling uh we usually cover every pay-per-view and stuff so if you want if you only watch the pay-per-views or something you can always get our analysis on the matches and storylines and stuff we have a couple big like special episodes and quotes where we've talked about other promotion stuff like um impact slam anniversary and uh the best-selling indie pay-per-view uh of all time all cody Rhodes and the bullet clubs all in and then uh, if you like Horrible Disasters, I uh, just recently recorded, and it'll be up by the time this is up, an episode on WWECW's December to Dismember 2006. Are are you familiar with that, Destin? Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think. I probably am. There was, there was a point in time in about 2008, 2009, where I started just watching all of the pay-per-views from like 98 to like 2000. <laughs> 
eight to be like there caught was... up with everything. <laughs> there was a with time again. It's uh, it's it's what's considered to be the worst WWE branded pay per view of all time. Um, <laughs> it was when they revived. It had like the lowest buy rate of like eight that like eighty thousand people, and the arena had like four thousand people, which is very small for what WWE usually does. <laughs> and the main event was a uh, hardcore Holly. Test, Bobby Lashley, Rob Van Dam, uh, CM Punk, and The Big Show in I an Elimination this. Chamber match oh. for the ECW world title. Woo. And the pay-per-view was so bad, it ca- caused Paul Heyman to quit the company for a few years. <laughs> like, it was a horrible disaster that the only real highlight is the fact that the Hardy Boys were in it. <laughs> I, I do remember this happening now. Oh my goodness. Where it's it's a disaster where there someone Vince McMahon thought it'd be a better idea to put Bobby Lashley as the extreme championship wrestling champion over CM Punk. But <laughs> go go listen to that if you can hear us if you want to hear me and my friend Cameron be just absolutely baffled at why anyone would do that. Um and uh, yeah, that's uh, that's all for for this episode. And uh, thanks for listening. Hi everyone, I'm Andrew. Hi, I'm Martin. This is the Argonauts Podcast. Each week, I'm going to try and solve an old defunct ARG, and Martin's going to tell me what I should have done instead. That's true. Martin, what ARGs have we covered so far? So far, we have covered Spectacular Organic Frog Fractions 2, Sexy Girl Max 2019, and this is my Milwaukee. And that list is only going to continue to grow. Yep. Come check us out every other Thursday on the Orange Groves Network. And you can find us at argonautspod.com. Argonautspod.com.